Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this, it's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life, and ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it. I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste, and the taste is actually really refreshing, and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good. Um, and it's good for you. So remember that this one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible. Just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer and he had, he had those every single day. He said it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash OLLC to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meat, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. And get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Athleticgreens.com slash OLOC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Yeah, yeah, check, check. Oh, here we go. Cool, cool. All right, cool. Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, my, my guest is Mr. Neen Williams. Thank you for being here, man. 
Thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. I think I met you, or I did know I met you, it was a couple of years ago mm-hmm. uh, with Ryan Kingman at Crossroads. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was like way pre-pandemic. Yeah. I don't know what year it was. It was probably like six, seven years. Damn. I don't know. It was a while ago. That is so crazy. Yeah. Such a long time. Mm-hmm. Were you living out there here then when I saw you? Yeah, I actually lived around the corner here. Really? Yeah. We're off Pico? I was off of uh, Crescent Heights and, um, what is it? Crescent Heights and San Vicente. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So how long were you out here before you uh, left again? I lived out here for 12 to 13 years or so. Okay. Yeah. And then when, now you're in Texas. Now I'm in Texas. Uh, but for, for Chicago, first and foremost. Yeah, Chicago, born and raised. I moved out of Chicago when I was 22 years old. Okay. And uh, Chicago, we're just talking about off the podcast. My wife's from there. It's an amazing city. It's just freezing. Um, <laughs> it's a beautiful city. Um, a lot of good uh, music and food and everything and culture. But it is really kind of separated, too, as far as, like, the different neighborhoods and all that stuff we were talking about. Yeah. And that's kind of the dope part about it, too, because, like, you have, like, Pilsen. I'm from Pilsen, okay. which is, like, the um, – it's kind of like the Hispanic art district and just tons of good food like i believe a lot of the people are from mexico city so they bring the culture over there and it's just amazing yeah so so i know i know we'll get into like all your nutrition all everything you eat but how were you growing up with food and stuff are we always into like crazy foods or not oh no like i was because i read some stuff that you love to eat pizza and drink your beer and get wild (laughs) when you're skating (laughs) yeah when i was younger I, i never really had a solid nutrition plan. Yeah, I just kind of, yeah, yeah, chicken fingers, <laughs> uh, you know, all, chicken fast tenders, fast food, burgers, Taco Bell. Um, I remember we used to drink a lot of soda in my house. So just like mm. tons of two liters of Pepsi. They call RC. it pop out there, don't they? Pop. Yeah. Yes, pop. <laughs> we always have pop. My <laughs> wife drinks pop still. Um, <laughs> I see. So, so growing up, you have siblings. Yeah, I do. Um, one older sister and then two younger sisters. Okay. And so how was it growing up in Chicago? It was cool. Um, just normal kid. I, I picked up skateboard probably around 13 or 14 years old. But before then, I mean, just going to school, fighting with my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play sports and stuff or no? I never really played sports. I was in wrestling Mm. in high school for like a year yeah but that's about it that's like the closest thing to a sport that i i always sucked at sports like basketball Same. i could never make a basket <laughs> but like <laughs> i was too small for football because mm. i was like a small skinny frame you know yeah and then how were you like in school with like your grades and stuff grades were good i always did bad in p.e gym me too i got straight f's <laughs> yeah because <laughs> for me personally i wouldn't i didn't want to dress I was too punk rock and too much of a skater to like wear the shorts and dress in the, I don't know. I was just uh-huh. so like anti like jock and sports. Like I would never dress in the uniform. So I failed every year. <laughs> what, what was your deal? I mean, I think it might've been the same thing. I didn't really? want to cooperate in a lot of the things and yeah. I sucked at them. So, you know, I was a little um, shy to, mm. you know, play the basketball or, you know, just kind of, do the stuff with the other kids because I just sucked so bad. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't want people to make fun out of me, you know? Mm. Maybe that was the thing for the same for me too, because I wasn't 
I, I had no skills in sports whatsoever. All I did was skate. I didn't care about sports. And maybe that was my thing, too. I'll put these shorts on, and I have no... I, I, I didn't want to be here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it was like my rebellious... Then fast forward later on in life, I still don't really fuck with sports, but <laughs> I, I, my wife loves the Blackhawks. We'd always go see Blackhawks games out here, you know? Oh, awesome. Um, so w- when in school, so you graduated? No, I didn't graduate. Damn. No, yeah. Because uh, of skateboarding? Because of skateboarding, but the true reason of why I didn't stay in school is I really wanted my driver's license super bad so I could go skate with my friends. <laughs> and... I was absent so many times from skateboarding. I, I, I would go skate with some of my friends out in the suburbs, yeah. which was like 40 minutes away, but my high school was in the city, okay. so I wouldn't be able to get back sometimes. And um, I just missed so many classes where they were just like, you can't get your driver's license this year. You know, you have to wait till you're 18. Wow. And yeah, that kind of bummed me out. So that was just kind of one of the reasons why I was like, well... Fuck it then, I ain't coming back, you know? <laughs> and, and I just kept skating, and just one thing led to another, and it was just too many days for me to go back. Wow, were your parents tripping on it? Were they strict about it? No, my mom just kind of let me do my own thing. She yeah, she never really bothered me about it. Um, I held my own throughout those years, so I wasn't, like, bothering her for money and stuff. Like, I figured it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it was, like skateboards shoes clothes whatever i would just use that and sell it to friends to you know make a little bit of money so ah. i was never bothering anybody for money so, so you were flipping some of your swag you were getting flipping swag <laughs> flipping anything i could get my hands on to survive you know yeah were you working a job too at all no wow. no okay just yeah. hustling. just hustling you know wow. that was that was all i knew you know and even coming yeah. from the place that i came from that's what everyone did around me and my friends and everything so that's what we did. And people probably flipping more than sneakers and oh <laughs> yeah, just run. whatever you could get your hands on, you flipped it. You know, yeah. like oh, you need this. I know someone. Boom, 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 and then you just kind of you add a little bit of extra on top, and then you get wow. paid too. You know, that is so crazy. <laughs> so no, so life, no jobs you know? all through school. No high school jobs. Yeah, no, just city life. Um, I remember one time my friend got me a job as a bar back and I did that for like two days and it was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like cleaning up like spilled drinks and broken glass in between like a busy bar and he just trying to squeeze through with a towel and so it was horrible. I'm going to sell some sneakers. I'm good. Exactly. Just (laughs) whatever. (laughs) So you don't graduate. So then, then what, like what are your goals at that time? Do you have anything? There was no goals. I, I always just lived for the day. Yeah. Um, back then it was just skate, skate with my friends, skate, 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 skate. There was, I didn't really have any, um, I didn't have anything to take care of really. It was just skate, go eat some food and go to sleep. And yeah, no responsibilities really. No responsibilities. Exactly. And little by little, I started picking up sponsors with skateboarding. Okay. And I was never like, oh, I want to be a pro skater or this could turn out to be something. It was just, I was getting free stuff. I was skating. I was having a good time. I was living for the day and I wasn't really part of the real world, Mm. so to speak. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know you're saying it's kind of underground. Like skateboarding is like that though. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. Like, I literally didn't know anything about building credit or anything until I was like 28. Wow. <laughs> like that's how far away from the real world I was. Okay. 
Just skating all day, that's it. Skating, eating, sleeping. Skating, eating, sleeping. And then were you living in a home up until when? I was living in my my aunt's basement. I had oh. a little room there, and then there was like a door that kind of went outside. So I was just... some. I wouldn't see them for weeks because I would just go out my door straight into my bedroom. Wow. Yeah, and that was just how I ran it. Damn. Um, what about getting in trouble or partying and stuff? Were you like that too? I was partying and stuff, but I was always very... Um, cautious about getting into trouble with the law you know i wasn't someone that pushed the envelope to get myself in trouble get myself through because living in the area that i lived in you got to see what happened when you broke the law or you got caught up with some shit yeah so i never wanted to deal with that and i'm a smaller person you know i'm a small frame so i'm not trying to go yeah <laughs> like like in prison or whatever yeah um so i i always kind of you know i i kept a i kept a lid on how gnarly i got yeah yeah so you've never been arrested on that shit never been wilding. just for skateboarding yeah, that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, just yeah. for skating <laughs> but the 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 most that they did to me was they like held us in a holding cell one it was it was the worst Were you like, super young yeah, I think it was like Thanksgiving too. Wow. Yeah, I was probably like maybe like 18, 19. We were skating this spot, this business, and there wasn't really anything to skate. It was like an eight stair with a hub a ledge. Hub a ledge is just a ledge that goes downstairs that you grind. Yeah. And we were just skating it. I, I wasn't even actually skating it. I was getting out of the car still, like grabbing my board, wow. you know, like fixing the trucks and stuff. And the cop pulled up. He's like, oh, the owner sees you on the camera. Like, he wants to press charges. We're taking you all in. Took us all in. Wow. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Held us in the, the holding cell for, like, hours. And, like, our parents had to come and pick us up. And, you know, I used to skate in the suburbs. And I'm from, like, downtown proper. Yeah. So they had to come all the way out, 40, 50, however long it was, to come and get me. And then, you know, they slapped, like, I think criminal trespassing charges on us all. Jeez. Yeah. So we, we had like court supervision for like a year or two and wow, it was just like for skating. That's so crazy. (laughs) It was like, come on, like we're not doing anything. The ledge is already like (laughs) has wax on it from previous people. Yeah. It was just crazy. And it, it goes to show, you know, some people just really hate skateboarding. Yeah, man. And some people like it and, they look at it as entertainment and fun. You totally. Know? So, so there was nobody skating in your neighborhood. Like that was it mostly. Your friends were mostly in the suburbs. There were people skating in my neighborhood too. And okay. later on, I kind of started hanging out with people more in my neighborhood. But yeah. this is when I was younger. Yeah. I used to like skate with a lot of people in the suburbs. Yeah, because skating was it big. I mean, what year are we talking? Two thousand something. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, skating's been crushing for years. So yeah. Yeah, it was probably like early 2000s, like 2010. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 2012 or something like that, you know, a little bit later. So now now you're like you're out of school and you're just skating and you're just like hustling, right? And now you try to get some sponsors from different... Is it local skate shops and stuff like that or real big companies? Local skate shops and then through the skate shops, we would get um, rep flow. So the reps would rep each company and they would always want to sponsored people in the area or people that yeah. skated for the shop for uh exposure and stuff and you know 
I picked up a couple of those. So I was starting to get free shoes, free clothes, you know, free boards, stuff cool. like that. And yeah, it was like, it was cool. It was, it was crazy, a crazy time, you know. Are you making like, you're making like clips and stuff and. Yeah, whole post, time. Were you posting stuff back then? No, Instagram, yeah, none Facebook, of none of that was out. Damn. <laughs> you know, I, I was born in 85, so. Yeah, it's like word of mouth and just this local kid and stuff like that. Yeah, we used to take the, uh, it was like mini DV cameras and VHS cameras. Damn. And we would just take them out, me and a buddy, group of friends, and we would just film tricks downstairs and handrails and benches and stuff and then we'd come home and use the two vcr technique wow and make our little videos and then like it's you crazy. know give out our mixtape to different <laughs> exactly. sponsors and stuff wow and only street skating for you do you have a skate vert and stuff like that i never skated vert hmm. and what's crazy is like even to this day i'm i'm trash at like transition <laughs> <laughs> like, you do mini ramps you probably rip a mini ramp no <sighs> barely wow because i i was i grew up in the age of like um zero videos and baker videos so i always watch like jamie thomas and andrew reynolds and ellington and stuff and they were jumping downstairs they were jumping down handrails so that's all i wanted to skate so i kind of based my skating around their skating and that's the stuff that i actually started to enjoy skating yeah it seems like you love heel flips yeah yeah like yeah, you that's do one all of kinds my favorites. Yeah, you do all kinds of things with heel flips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. always one of your favorite tricks. It, it's always been, I think it might have been the first trick I actually learned on a okay. skateboard. Yeah, because I that couldn't really flip the kick flip and land on it with both feet. Yeah. But the heel flip kind of always stayed under me. So I was able to land that one first. Yeah. Is your first real exposure the Death, the death Wish video? Or was mm. something before that? No, there was a lot before that. A lot before that. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I, I've been kind of flowing around for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you get your name out there pretty... Was your name coming out fast? But like you just getting all recognition pretty fast when you started getting the free stuff or... Yeah, I mean, I, I back then I kind of progressed super quickly. Yeah. Um, From one thing led to another thing. And then because I was way in Chicago, it was hard to like progress in the skate industry because the skate industry was based out in california yeah so i had all these sponsors but i couldn't move forward with them until they got to like hang out with me and know me as a person because that's how it goes with skateboarding it's like you can be the best skater in the world but it doesn't matter until you hang out with that team because that team is a family and that family has to take you in because we need to be okay with you being in the van with us for two weeks. And yeah. if, if you're a shithead, it's like people aren't going to be stoked on that, you know? And it doesn't matter how good you are. Yeah. Exactly. It's personality and everything, yeah. Personality, everything like that. So that was the big thing that kind of held me back in the beginning years until mm-hmm. I actually um, moved out here, out west. That's when things started like falling together for me. Yeah. Do you start making money in Chicago from skateboarding at all? No. Are you entering contests and stuff? Um, I mean, when I was younger, but yeah. not much. I was mostly just skating, getting free stuff, and filming video parts, mixtapes, putting them together, just and like, sending them out. Yeah. When you buy sending them out, you send them out different companies? Yeah, different companies. And wow. the, the companies that already sponsor me just kind of keeping them updated with what i'm doing and yeah. trying to climb that ladder like building like a resume i guess exactly and just showing them like 
all right, like I'm getting a little bit better. I'm getting, you know, just like yeah. little by little, like. But you were skating every single day, man. Skating every single day, all day. It's crazy, man, because I grew up skating as well, and I, I I wanted to be sponsored, but I was more of a freestyle guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I skated Roddy Mullen. I got in Thrasher in 1983. I'll show you after, like, second place in freestyle contest. And I would skate all day long, too. And just, like, spending, like, hours on just one trick and then, like, getting hurt and smashing your shins or whatever. And then mm-hmm. you finally landing. It's this crazy high. It's, like, unexplainable. Yeah. You know what I mean? The dedication, the frustration, and everything you put into, like, one trick. Yeah. I always say <laughs> that's, like, the best thing. And especially for, like, people that want to get into skateboarding, that's, like, it's such a learning process like even if you want to give your kid a skateboard it's like that teaches them to be resilient you know ambitious to like never give up to keep going dedication focus you know because you try a trick a thousand two thousand three thousand times and then finally you land it and it's the most like euphoric feeling in the world dude my first ollie dude Stuff like that. Once mm-hmm. you get the ollie down too, I feel like there's a lot of things come after that. I never did it. I never did a uh, kick flip. I mm-hmm. could do a finger flip where I held the nose of my board and did it Gnarly. on a freestyle. But like, I, I never got a kick flip. And, and for me, I like mine was in the '80s, so everything kind of. Well, the board went, shape was different too. Oh, dude, it's huge. Yeah, <laughs> but then like all the ramps, all the ramps and pools went away, and then it became street skating. You know, the yeah. whole time. But like, mm-hmm. it's just crazy how far and where skateboarding is now too. Oh, crazy! Yeah. It's just everywhere. It's just like... I mean, every single... Um, kind of every single section of life, you know, each decade of skater is just like so much gnarlier. I know. And <laughs> it know? seems like super young now too, how yeah. they're starting. Yeah, because they're growing up to like the times of today, which everyone is super gnarly. So now like the little kids are getting even they have to get gnarlier than the people that are out right now <laughs> so well, like 11 or 12 wild. year old kids i saw this kid from, i think he's from japan i saw something on thrasher the barracks his kids and just killing it dude it's just mm-hmm. just the tricks that they do are like tricks that people my age can only dream about are you still trying at this age to learn more new tricks oh yeah of course i mean skating never ends especially if you're a skater and you continue skating it's like it never ends you're always trying to learn new tricks always trying to give your spin, your style on things, yeah, you know, and like re reinvent yourself too as you kind of age and, you know, you've been there and you've done that. Now it's time to like master a new part of skateboarding and yeah. s- instead of like just sitting there and just beating yourself up, trying, <laughs> yeah. like you know, it's yeah. like there's a point where it's like, okay, we seen you do that. Let's see you do something else. Or, you know, I just think it's interesting and cool and creative to see uh, skaters get into different sections after they've like mastered one section you yeah know? for sure and when you started skating more and more and probably thinking about this could actually be something were you like dreaming to come to california did you want to leave chicago yeah i mean it just kind of happened a couple friends moved to california and leading up to this place in my life i I, I would take trips, you know, I, yeah. I went to Florida, I went to Arizona, I went to Atlanta, I went to California a bunch, like in the winter, obviously, Chicago yeah. winters, freezing. Ooh, brutal. <laughs> Did you skate in the winter in Chicago? I'm sure you have. A couple times, you know, you, you couldn't skate every day like you wanted to, but there was indoor skate parks, yeah, okay. so we would drive yeah. and hit those up a couple nights a week. 
Um, but I used to fly out to California and I would stay for it, you know, close to a month. Wow. Okay. Just to escape some of the winter and oh, yeah. met a bunch of friends out here and, you know, just kept doing that for years until a few of my friends moved out here. Yeah. And then I was able, they were like, come over, like you could stay on the couch for as long as you want. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So I just packed a backpack and came through and that was that. Did you, you know? have sponsors at that time that were paying you? Yeah, I had a couple sponsors that were paying me at okay. that time. Um, I had like a local um, Chicago company that was paying me that helped with the trip and everything. Nice. So I was super grateful for that. Yeah. So then you just come out to California and just start. It's insane out here, man. It's like skateboard mecca, man. Oh, skateboard mecca. Spots everywhere. Spots yeah. are... The ground is so smooth and perfect. Really? I didn't even thought about that. That's crazy. Oh, the ground is so different from everywhere else. Okay. It's so smooth out here. Wow. Is it, this because of the sun probably? Who knows? Well, I think it's because of the weather. It doesn't yeah. get like too no. cold. So they. it could be weather. It could be money. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It could be just like Well, there's industry. no seasons. There's really no seasons. No seasons. Yeah. So the ground doesn't really get broken up by the rock salt. Okay. And all the rain and Good everything. Point. So... Yeah, everything is just like smooth, polished, like small wow. cracks. Even the stairs. Some of the stairs are small out here. They're like a Smaller. different size. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. Or, I didn't even think about stuff like that. Yeah, like on the East Coast, like an eight stair could be overhead high. And okay. over here, an eight stair, you could kind of ollie up it sometimes. Wow. It'll be like chest. Maybe there's some that are like maybe waist high. Yeah. So it's like really crazy just the difference, you know? It's crazy like you're like when you're a skateboarder, you know about different structures of like buildings and certain <laughs> things. We're, we're probably just, a good architect. I know what you're breaking down right now. It. I think about it. It's like, <laughs> like just breaking down stairs and it made just for walking. Yeah. You know I mean? But you see, you see them totally different. Yeah. Oh, even when I'm driving or if I'm a passenger, let's not say I'm driving, but a passenger <laughs> in the car, I'm looking at everything like, oh, you could jump on that bench. You could jump off of this ledge. You can grind this. You could do that. And I'm just like my eyes. It's like rubbernecking in the car. Yeah. But for skate spots. <laughs> I know you see things totally. Your eye, you see things different. You, mm -hmm. see. you ever just pulled over and tried it? Probably. I'm sure you have. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, there's a little warm-up process, okay, you know, and yeah, it yeah, takes yeah, a little yeah. bit of time to, like, get yourself together to jump down something. True. Another thing about skateboarding is skateboarding by yourself isn't as fun as skateboarding with friends. Skateboarding okay. by yourself is kind of a sad feeling. You're okay. just all alone. Just it's You don't have that same amp. Like, skateboarding, I feel, is like a community kind of activity. Like, even if it's just with one friend, yeah. it's great. You like you, like pushing each other you know what I mean? yeah. yeah yeah it's like if we we're skating right now this is how skateboarding feels like we're just sitting here chatting yeah i try a trick i come back we're chatting you try a trick you come back True. It's, it's like a good like positive vibe yeah community kind of thing that's true. Mm -hmm. And you might want your boy there to film you or witness you doing this. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because if a tree falls in the woods with no one around, doesn't make a noise. True. It's true. <laughs> you know, like, it's crazy how like, the city puts like all the spikes and all the different things on like really good skate spots. And that's yeah. become a thing. Like, they have to create some stuff they can just put down so kids can't. Those yeah. knobs. Mm -hmm. But it's just think about it. It's just kids just having fun. I understand like the insurance aspect of it. They could get sued if somebody gets hurt on their property. But like in reality, it's just kids pulling up doing some tricks and leaving you know what i'm saying like just trying to get it's exactly way worse i know could exactly be robbing the place it could be tagging the place mm -hmm. it could be breaking into the place everything they could be in gangs they I could know. be violent you know robbing people yeah it's 
it's crazy and i think a lot of people understand that a yeah. lot of people understand that we're having fun and especially now because there's like a lot of younger people that are growing up and now they're working they're in these positions of you know the owner of the building or whatever yeah, or security so or something yeah. yeah so they understand that we're not trying to you know cause any problems and of course just like anything else there's bad apples totally and not all of us are bad apples not every person is a bad apple true you know but there's you know bad cops there's mm-hmm. good cops there's mm-hmm. bad skateboarders there's good skateboarders yeah. and it that's just life you know yeah. and you're truly not going to understand if a, a person is bad or good until you talk to them like a human being because a lot of people come out they're like 110 like get out of here <laughs> ah, like they're so mad and I you're know. like yo you know you're talking to a 37 year old man right now like yeah. calm down you know yeah. like like if, if you don't want me here you could just politely say hey you can't be here and i'll walk away i'll say okay no worries you yeah, know I think once you calm down <laughs> and have a conversation they actually become yeah it's like a lot of us are respect re- respectful adults it's just we skateboard and yeah. sure there might be a no skateboarding sign but do you follow every rule in your life no nah. so it's like if you own this building or just working you know what I mean? Like, exactly. How important is it to you that we grind this curb or do this rail? Like, it's not going to affect your job anyway. Exactly. And even if something did happen and somebody was going to sue, which would never happen with mm-hmm. skateboarders, it's not has nothing to do with you. You know what I mean? It's this building and the company, whatever it is. But it's, it's a like, piece of concrete. It's it, yeah, but it, it seems like these dudes. It's like a more of like a uh, power trip thing. It is a power trip yeah. thing. It's just you know, and that that too. You know, there's people that are cool in life, and then there's people that just want to have that upper hand on other people and they want to tell people what to do and yeah. you know they want to yell at people and sometimes the people in those positions are those people totally i've seen footage of like security dudes po- grabbing the board and doing a trick yeah and those those guys are rad i <laughs> yeah, love those guys yeah. you know <laughs> um so now so now you're in california and you're just out here skating are you working out here at all now no <laughs> at this point i was able to make enough money to survive but i mean that was like bird crumbs like skateboarders can survive on literally yeah a hundred two hundred bucks a month like it's pretty ridiculous you can just skate and go to eat some tacos just whatever all day just eat some cheap food yeah re-energize and go and burn it and then go skate again yeah at that time it was like as long as i could because this was the time when i i used to smoke and drink as long as i could okay. smoke my little joint you know have my little 40 at the end of the night i'm happy you know yeah. and like eat, eat a burrito or you know, we all throw in on a pizza or whatever, like I'm good. And obviously my nutrition, I was always in a caloric deficit, but never knew what that was. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, like I just made by by fumes, basically. Yeah. So were you a heavy, were you a heavy drinker and weed smoker or just 40s and whatever, joints? Blunts, 40s and joints. At this point, I, I couldn't really afford the party. Not till later on in life when I actually started making like a little bit more money, then I was able to actually afford the party and Mm. that's when things got bad you know so beyond weed and drinking and shit like that yeah Yeah. and then i would bring the party to me and just kind of like so you're always the life of the party yeah and just like come over like i'm buying everything (laughs) you know like just come through and we will party and that's that's where things got a little dark and bad for a while but you know i climbed out yeah so you sober now yeah i don't drink I haven't drank for eight years. Awesome. Um, I don't smoke anything, you know. Um, 
if I want to microdose a little bit of yeah. mushrooms here and there, I'll do that. You've been but, talking about that a lot in the podcast, like how it helps depression, everything is helping everything yeah, people. But like anything that doesn't help my performance or my 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 mind, my mental, my brain or anything yeah. like that, like anything that's going to hurt me physically, like smoking fumes, like ruining my lungs, my cardio base. It's like that's that's endurance. That's what I need for skating. You know, yeah. it's like I can't like I'm not going to mess with that stuff. Yeah. I read some things about you, like just like partying and drinking and all that. And then also like I didn't really think about it. Till I read some stuff about you, about how like, you know, skateboarding is such uh it's exercise it's cardio it's super healthy you're always moving and sweating and moving all your body parts but then after that if you're putting in some shitty food at the end of the day like pizza or beer or just whatever it is and not really like um keeping this thing your whole thing healthy that really wasn't really talked about in skateboarding do you know what i'm saying like it was just like getting like skating getting fucked up smoking weed yep. eating whatever but like what was it for you that um, not rock bottom, I guess, unless you had a rock bottom, but like, like, yo, I can't do this no more. Was it, were you losing money or were you losing deals? Was it affecting your skateboarding, your career? Yeah. I mean, a little bit of everything yeah. <laughs> of all that, that you just said. Um, I, I was partying super hard for a couple years and I was skating a lot less. And mm. then I lost a couple of my big deals. And then at the end of it, I actually tore my second ACL. ACL, yeah, I read that. Yeah, yeah, and when you tear your ACL, it takes about a year Jeez. to kind of get back to where you left off. Yeah. So you're not progressing the whole time. You're just messed up trying to rehab this thing. Um, probably about six to nine months until you can jump on your skateboard, but that's like ride, maybe a couple ollies up the curb. Like you can't really do much. And that with seems an ACL like years tear. for a skater. That's years. Man. Oh, it's so long. So long. Um, and at that point, I just told myself, like, while I was waiting to get the surgery, I was like, I read somewhere, I heard somewhere that if you stop drinking, stop fucking around while you're healing from an injury, you'll heal faster because your body just needs to pay attention to healing that injury. Makes sense. And not bringing you back to life from all the alcohol you just drank or yeah. the drugs or whatever. So I just told myself I was going to not drink not party for about a year until i'm better and then see what happens after like maybe i'll pick it up whatever and during this time off away from alcohol i just i started doing physical therapy and rehabbing my leg and rebuilding the muscles and yeah, stuff learning about your body and shit yeah yeah and um i i would ask my physical therapist to hook me up with some upper body stuff because i had nothing to do i was so bored yeah <laughs> like i would go home and play video games so i just Were you just skinny back then or you jacked you had definition or you... i always kind of trained a little bit but i just did just the normal backyard stuff for some reason so we're gonna rewind go ahead yeah sure i used to have this like shitty like bench in my backyard in chicago with okay. like a shitty rusty barbell and like little weights and i used to just do bench press here and there like chin-ups and stuff just random stuff because i was always a small person yeah and i grew up in like a rough area of the city so i always wanted to be able to like and i heard somewhere it's like in order to lose a fight you the person either is more skilled than you or stronger than you 
So I was like, well, at least I'm going to like, I don't have the skills, but I'm going <laughs> to yeah. at least try to like get some muscle or something, yeah, yeah, some yeah. strength totally. so I could maybe hold my own, you yeah. know? So I, I would do bench press and chin ups and stuff all the time. I used to be really into like all those like Japanese animations and nice. like uh, karate movies and Bruce Lee movies and shit. I was like, if I could look like Bruce Lee, you know, and like <laughs> fight like him, like it's going to be dope, you know? So I, I was always just a wild kid karate kicking and mm-hmm. fighting my friends and shit just for fun yeah um so yeah i, I kind of always trained a little bit um didn't know what i was doing but yeah i did that and um so fast forward i wasn't always a shredded i was like a skinny little guy yeah and um you know they would give me some upper body workouts along with my aco therapy and little by little, I started being like, oh, like I started seeing like basketball players and football players and how they train yeah. to do what they do, you know, and be more strength explosive, and yeah. strength and conditioning, be yeah. strong, um, avoid injuries. And I was like, and my physical therapist was, you know, feeding because I always ask questions, you know, I'm, I'm soaking things in. I'm like a awesome. sponge, you know. Yeah. So he would tell me things, you know, like, yeah, this helps from your knee going in. This helps from you injuring your tendons and this, that, your ligaments. And I was like, oh, okay. So I started like educating myself as much as I can, asking tons of questions. Then I met my friends from on it and they, they like brought, I was like, I want to learn my friend, uh, Eric Leha. He's the primal soldier on Instagram. He does like a lot of stuff with kettlebells. And I was like, I want to learn how to do kettlebells because this guy's like ripped, you know, like beast mode. I was like, I'm going to learn how to do that. And he's like, he's like, yo, we're going to be in California. Come to the certification and you could learn everything about kettlebells. And certifications are what um, coaches and um, trainers take to educate themselves to like coach people and train people. So I went to this certification not knowing anything. And then I leave a few days later and I'm like completely educated in kettlebell training obviously i don't know everything but i'm open to learn more stuff but like i got like a good base you know absorbed it all too yeah 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 Yeah, so i just i just kept going from there like it was like you're certified now right yeah i'm certified a few times over and then i have a bunch more that i'm going to do this year i'm just i'm steady learning i'm like an open open book a sponge just taking it all in because i want to be it all started to educate myself to better my own performance yeah. and my endurance. And then it turned into this whole other thing where now I'm helping people. Awesome, so man. now I want to know as much as I can so I could help everybody, you yeah. know? And you um, felt the difference in your skating from doing all that, right? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Night and day. Just like even today, I'm 37 and I could still jump down big old sets of stairs, big awesome. handrails. And the little bit of extra mass that I've put on actually helps. Like it helps me eat shit and roll out of it and stuff. Cause yeah. it doesn't, it's no longer bone on ground, you yeah. know? And I, the biggest difference was learning the difference between bodybuilding and then training like an athlete. And that's something that like a lot of people don't understand. Mm. And I'm trying to like, bring that to the masses with like my program and everything and this stuff that I post on my Instagram. Yeah. Was quitting the alcohol and weed hard? Um, not necessarily. 
I lucked out because my my wife, she actually quit with me. Oh, that's awesome. So I had a partner and Great. she stayed clean for, I think, about three years before she actually started having a drink with friends as like an adult. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know that was the problem with me. I didn't know moderation. Yeah. I just knew like, all right, we're going to drink. Okay, Toby, let's go. Like get the 30 rack. Here we go. You know, yeah. and like just drink it all until you black out. Basically, Damn. that's all I knew because that's what my friends were doing. Were that's you known as the partier too back then? Like you were the guy? Was there like a reputation you had too in the skateboard world or not? It was, but it wasn't at the same time because mm. I, I would do things where like I'd party super hard for three days and then I'd chill for three days and I'd skate. And then, I, and then I'd get a trick, and then it's like, oh, it's celebration time. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that 30 rack. Um, but, Damn. yeah, so it was just kind of all natural. And, yeah, I mean, crazy. <laughs> I just started using I just started doing strength and conditioning first time in my life at 52 because I've been running. I do my pull-ups, my sit-ups, my hiking. Mm-hmm. But my friend's been training me, and I started using kettlebell for the first time. And it's oh, fucking yes. insane, man. All the stuff I'm doing with it even just has me walking down my alley like straight up with my core with the, to my side, walking yeah. back, switching arms. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. I feel so. It's only been those two farmers and a half weeks, and I feel stronger for in two weeks, man. Already, man. Dude, just keep it up. You, I know. You're gonna see. You're gonna like and the swings see, and all that. Uh huh. Swings are so good for like the posterior chain, your hip flexors, hamstrings. I'm feeling like just the workout itself. I'm feeling sore all the time, which I love because I have mm-hmm. my thing in the back. But because I, I was just doing the basic, like you were saying back then, I like just I have a weight bench in there. We've been we bench and mm-hmm. my runs. But now I'm jumping rope, which I never was good at. Now I'm really good at it. You know what I mean? I'm learning you're, all these things about myself, like strength and conditioning stuff. You're you training know? more like an athlete now. Yeah. Functional training, you know. Yeah. Um. Someone gave, like, sent a comment to me the other day, but it was like, it was like, finally, someone is like spreading the good word. It's like. All these people, they want to look the part, but you like, but you really want to be the part, you know, like, do you want to look the part or do you want to be the part or work for the part or work for the part? And that's the thing. It's like with bodybuilding and it's cool. Like, I don't, I have nothing against bodybuilding. Like that's it's, it's its own sport. It's its own category. And that's cool. But not everybody wants to bodybuild and be like, you know, work on, you know, I need to get these side delts or these rear delts a little bit more popping and that's cool if you're going to go on stage and do that or if you just want to look like that yeah and but like if you want to be a functional human being you know and like keep up with your kids and totally bend over and like tie your shoe or like so true escape from tweaking your ankle walking off a curb or falling down the stairs and like be fast and responsive you want to train more like an athlete you want to yeah you know jump rope you want to have that timing down you know you want to do farmer's carries because it's like you're never just sitting isolated doing bench press in real life. Like you're carrying heavy shit in your arms and you don't want to pull your back out, you know, yeah. like carrying your kids, whatever, yeah. carrying your kids. Yeah. Like you want to do deadlifts and keep your lower back strong and your core strong. Like you want to like, these things are like functional compound movements that are going to, that's going to help you for many more years to come. Whereas like just sitting there isolated, like, just working on your quads to get that like nice chisel, that little V chisel or that Cobra back. It's like fun. Like I like, I like pump work too, but it's not going to really translate into 
real life or sports or right, anything like that. Right, extra years to your life or, too. Yeah, exactly. Because you're actually taking a lot of stuff to failure as well. Yeah. And that's where you like come off the leg press and you can't mo- walk. You know, it's like a a baby deer. You yeah. know, like your legs are all shaky and stuff. It's so true. I I love it. I mean, I've never done it before, and I love how my body's feeling, and I'm working every muscle I could possibly ever worked you know what I mean? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling it too and it's like and now i realize when i start when i when i run it's it's feeling better to run too as well because i'm not running on some just like just a skinny little body i'm actually getting muscle now and adding muscle you know what i'm saying yeah because like, i adding I, yeah it's adding <laughs> muscle to myself and like yeah i love how if, I, I know i love to i love the medicine ball slams oh like, yeah all this stuff i never power. knew yeah i love yep. it with your core mm-hmm. like i've never experienced any of this shit in my life so mm-hmm. like yeah, I'll be 53 this year. And I just, it feels great, you know? Oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't have even guessed. Thank you, man. You look great. Thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, man. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's super important, like you just said, to keep up with your children. You know, there's some there's some parents that can't even, like, get off the couch or mm-hmm. like, even, like, play baseball with their kid, or, let alone skateboard. Like, I skate minis with my son, mm-hmm. surf with my son. And I've always thought about that, too. I didn't think about it during my younger years, but when it became... Uh, marry and become a dad like it's like yeah you want to be here as long as you can for your children and keep up with them and have fun with them you exactly know? just like watch videos of them and not be there with them you know like exactly yeah you could be right there on their side like helping them kind of um set up a life for themselves you know and get yeah. like better at their sports and get better at what they do and yeah you could be you could be that partner with them helping them totally you it's know? beautiful and not just even if you're a parent just in, in general in life i feel like there's so many different things you could do, even if you just take a walk down the street mm-hmm. or just do something. Just, just people, I was like, oh, it's hard to do this, hard to do that. But even just start like a walk around the block yeah. or just something, you know what I mean? I don't know. That's what I always say is like when people are like, oh, I want to get into this. Like, where do I start? And I always say the best place to start is just, you know, with your body weight, you know, switch it up from day to day. Don't do 100 pushups every single day because yeah. then you're going to get um, you're going to get injuries by because you're going to keep you're not giving yourself time to recover and time for those muscles to you know do their thing interesting because I, I got friends like i do 150 push-ups a day and 200 crunches you can do crunches every day don't know crunches yeah More like push-ups i think abs are like a smaller muscle group so it's like easier okay. to do that every day but still you you really don't want to do the same stuff every single day yeah. you want to switch it up you you also become um like you you become uh you want to break accommodation like you don't want to get used to doing something because then it caps out your benefits you know so you always want to switch things up from day to day okay so you're always shocking your muscles and you don't get overuse injuries yeah because also your body would just be there'll be no change right if you're doing the same thing there'll be no change your body gets used to it yeah it's like oh this is what we're doing 20 20 crunches again did you work out today already oh yeah you wake, what time you wake up usually to work out? Uh, my son wakes me up at like seven usually. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then um, we today was cool because he was like really chill. I just like sat him down in the gym and like put the pillows around him because he he he's seven <laughs> months, he? seven okay, months. Okay, okay. So he could sit down now with yeah. a nice like solid posture spine. So he's just sitting there and he was playing with his toys and i was just training around them and talking to him in between so it was cool that's awesome so, so that's another thing people say it's hard to keep their schedule if they're in a different place or a hotel but you can always find something oh man like 
Yeah, I, I always try to teach like all of my um my whole team, yeah. you know, how they can modify their workouts, um, whether you're with at traveling. home, yeah, with traveling, whether at your home, I always, I always suggest to get, um, some of those bands, like they're like the longer bands okay. because those you could do like rows, you could do, um, sit-ups, squats, deadlifts, you could do all that with these bands. And if there's only like weights up to 50 and let's say you press a lot more than 50, you can add the bad banded tension to that. And that okay. actually adds more weight to those dumbbells or whatever, you know? Yeah. So you could do stuff no matter what, if I'm just here with my body, I'll fill a backpack up with books, mm. you know, or grab one of those five gallon water jugs. Those things are heavy. That's it. And I just go to town with that thing. You know, there's yeah. always, if there's a will, there's a way. Exactly. Like you're the only person that's standing in the way of how well you do each day. Yeah. You know, like you, it's just mental. It's like, if you can just break through that, that's like a win. Okay. And then like, look around your house, find something heavy, grab that. Another win. You're good to go, right? <laughs> You're good to go. You can so, just do pushups and pull-ups. Like yeah, it works. And those, and those, uh, what are those things? TRX things. You could bring those too, right? The TRX. Is that yeah. Those ropes? Those, yeah. Yeah. The ones that you hang up. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, that easy. On the road to put them somewhere. Those a jump rope and bands are like traveling friends. And then if you want, you could also bring a kettlebell. I always just like I'll bring like one that's like forty four pounds and put it in like a bowling ball bag. Wow, okay. Because that's like under like the heavy weight, and it Got costs you. like twenty thirty bucks to bring it on with it's you. Worth it. Yeah, and then you have a kettlebell with you, and you that's can do everything with one kettlebell. And how good is jump rope for you? Jump rope's great. I, I don't like doing long distance jump rope. Like I don't like going for more than five minutes. Okay. I, I do two to five minutes to warm up. It helps ramp up your central nervous system okay. and helps, um, helps with like, um, timing. So it's like good if, so you don't tweak your ankles, Imbalance roll your ankles. Yeah. yeah. Your balance. It's like your timing. Cause you're jumping over the rope. It gets you sweaty, gets your heart rate up, you know, wakes up your central nervous system. So you're not all groggy and slow. Um, so I usually just, yeah, two to five minutes, either before a session or after. And then if I want, I'll do like sprints, like double unders, 30 double unders, okay. rest for 10 seconds, 30 double unders. And I'll do that like eight times. So like really get a crazy. Sprints are really good for you. Yeah. Sprints are great because they build lean muscle and they burn fat. Okay. Um, long distance running. I have like a love hate relationship with it. And that's just because I'm a skateboarder, but yeah. it's just like a lot of impact on my joints that like everything starts to hurt for nice. me. Whereas like I prefer using one of the cardio machines. So like a skier, Good a rower. Yeah, or, knees, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's less strain on your joints and you could like, have you ever been on an assault bike? No, I heard about them now. They're horrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the okay. most, most bang for your buck. Okay. Basically, it. I think it's the cheapest of all the cardio machines. It's probably like six hundred, but it's like holy hell. And you could go. Another thing about all this stuff is you could go on Facebook Market and you could get stuff Ooh, from okay. people that already use the stuff, and it's marked way down, super okay. cheap. People in your neighborhood, and it's just a. It's just a piece of iron, a kettlebell or whatever. It's like. You don't need a brand new one. Like just yeah. get the one from Facebook market for 20 bucks. Boom. You're good. You're in the game, you yeah. know, or even the assault bike. Like people are trying to get rid of those things. Those things are like, 
because they're so rough. Yeah, <laughs> like, <and the> Peloton <laughs> bikes were so big. They still big Peloton stuff. I think that so. Was huge during the pandemic, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. I think they're probably not as big as they were. Because people are outside now. Yeah, but they're um, there's still like a huge fan base behind them. Cause it's like it's a class. Yeah, like, there's a screen. Like a soul cycle vibe, right? Yeah, some people need that like motivation of. Like, I get it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so fast forward to now, are you more focused on health and helping people than skateboarding? No, it's about fifty fifty. Cause I started all this stuff to be able to skate. Yeah. And skate longer and yeah for many more years to come and, um. Throughout this, I picked up the certifications. Yeah. And now I have a program, online program on ladder. Team resilient. Team resilient. Yeah. yeah. So I have, you know, like over 500, 600 people that I actually coach on there. Wow. Yeah. So Holy that's really cool. So it's like I have a bunch of friends and people that are like looking for the right type of training. So I'm just like making sure that, you know, all of them are on a good program and crushing it you know and it's to me it's like amazing to see coming from like the entertainment skating world yeah uh, and now i get to see like people's lives change and you know their body composition change and them reaching their goals and it's like very like it, it, it's touching like you're like I damn sure, you know yeah. like this is like so much more than just landing a heel flip <laughs> yeah but but Back to the skating thing, it's like I still skate every single week. I don't skate every day. You're still like with a Death kid. Wish too. Still with Death Wish, yeah. Awesome. Filming a part right now. Awesome. So steady skating, you know, and training and helping a bunch of people, coaching a bunch of people. So you're still filming skate parts always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that stops. Um, I, I want to film skate parts until. I can't walk. Can't, yeah. And hopefully I, I'll be able to walk forever. <laughs> so <laughs> I was thinking about that. There's really no tap out age for skateboarding or being a pro, or whatever. You see Tony Hawk. Yeah. Still killing it, man. You know what I mean? Like I think mentally it's just sometimes people check out. And it's like yeah. even to this day, it's like if I you know, like if I don't have as many skate sponsors or whatever in the future, it's like it's not gonna stop me from skating. Like yeah. I'm always going to skate. Like no I'm what, always going to film. Yeah. And it's like filming video parts is something that I grew up doing. Like if I don't film video parts, if I don't skate, that's not me. Yeah. Like I'm going to continue to do that stuff for as long as I can. And yeah. And even like when my son gets older and he want like, I want to try to get him into skating. Totally. So then I'll have a buddy to skate with, you 100%. know, <laughs> so. and then you'd be in great shape to ke keep up with him. Yeah, exactly. You do the same tricks you were doing when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You still do the same tricks now, right? Yeah. Same tricks. I could do more tricks, new tricks. Um, I'm always trying to do better than I did last time, you know? Yeah. So like my last part, the part I'm filming now, I want it to be better than that last part. And I think yeah. it is. And uh, that's why I'm like taking my time because I want it to be like a part that I'm happy about, you know. Yeah. And at this point, it's like I'm not only about just jumping off of shit and jumping off <laughs> the biggest stuff and the most stairs. It's like I, I did that when I was younger. I want to kind of do like I like skating like overall. I like everything about skating. So I want like a little bit of each thing that I like to skate to make like a complete video part instead of just like here's a stunt, man. Jump, 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 jump. You know, yeah. it's like, I want to have everything, a, a little bit of everything and yeah. be happy about it. You know? No, it's awesome. Um, you have a lot of things too. You have like, 
your own FP shoe out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyhow, the intercept. Uh, not a damn chance. Like your line of spice and seasonings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do, do you, a you lot. Have a meal plan too, probably. No, I don't have a meal not, plan. Not yet. Not yet. No. I just feel like there's so many different levels <laughs> of you and there's so many like things you could be like in the whole health world. It's a whole different world for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it all came from, you know, that one change when I stopped drinking, when I stopped smoking, yeah. I was, I ended up having all this extra time that I didn't know what to do with Ooh, myself. Yeah. And then from there, I just started learning stuff and started expanding and then making um, passion projects out of each thing that I was passionate about. And yeah, yeah the Spice Company came from that because I started meal prepping because I've while I was learning about health and fitness, I yeah. started learning like, hey, like I am not eating enough. Yeah, <laughs> like, your proteins, your calories, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm eating like shit. Like I need to like start <laughs> figuring this out. So then, you know, I was on just like chicken and rice, chicken and rice every day. And then I started mixing it up, looking up recipes and then making my own recipes and mixes of spices mm. to make my rubs. And then, um, my i started posting them on instagram and people were like oh damn that chicken's really good because they started trying it out and my wife was like yo you should make you should bottle your spices and boom we bottled the spices figured wow. it out and we've been selling spices through uh my my company's neen williams co yeah so neenwilliamsco.com and we've been selling um special spice rubs from that and I tried to keep them as clean as possible. Didn't put any bullshit in them. They're just all real spices yeah. and sea salt. And they're bomb. Like That's awesome. You don't even need to know how to cook. And so you just sprinkle it on your chicken or whatever you want to eat. You yeah. know, whatever it is that you eat, you just sprinkle it on there and your food tastes great. Were you always cooking? Yeah. Growing up in Chicago, I mean, you're yeah. home a lot. <laughs> like, so you were cooking at a young age or making stuff? Yeah. 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 My mom used to cook. She was single mom. Um, for four, you know, so wow. she used to cook a lot of our meals and I got it from her. Yeah. And then got it from friends throughout um, my years growing up. And this is where I learned, you know, different cultures, meals, you know, like um, different like Mexican food, yeah. American food. And then as I got older, I started um, experimenting and going to like Indian food spots and then from there, I was like, damn, I want to. Then when I moved to Texas, actually, I was like, damn, like, I can't find all my favorite food. Like, it's not close to me. Like, all yeah. the best is like maybe 30, 40 minutes in uh, Dallas. There's like a little bit um, a different quality food yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was just like, damn, I need to. I want my Indian food, but I don't like huh. the places around me. So I'm going to have to figure out how to make it myself. Wow. So just knowing the flavor profile and knowing how my favorite dishes tasted, I just, you know, I would look up on YouTube and find uh, like a person that looked very like, like they're cooking very authentically. Yeah. And then it was never in English. It was always in a different language, but I would just watch it and see how much they would put in there and see what they did. And That's then, so cool, man. yeah, and then use my own cooking skills and then my own flavor profile and just be like, okay, now it tastes like my favorite place in LA. Boom. Got it. Wow. <laughs> That's kind of how I do it. You know, I like you're always learning, man. Yeah. I mean, you 
never stop learning. Yeah, yeah, always start, always keep pushing yourself. It's like the only thing, another thing that could stop you is thinking you know it, know it all. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't yeah. know it all. Like keep learning. And so even like with all the training stuff too, you're still learning about your. Are you pretty in tune with your body? Like you know exactly how much protein you need or what you should eat per day. You change it up and stuff. For sure. And if I'm looking to get like a different outcome with my body or something, if I'm trying to like shred out and look a certain way, then obviously I'll track that. I'll put Mm. it in an app and like make sure I'm eating enough and this, that and the other. But for like protein, it's like I, I eat basically like a gram of protein per pound of my own weight. Okay. And then, um, yeah, it all depends on like my, my goals. Like right now it's winter. So my shirt ain't coming off. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just getting, I'm sure he's still ripped right now though. Maybe. Okay. Okay. But I'm, I'm getting (laughs) thick right now. I'm fluffy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm doing that. But when springtime comes, maybe I'll start shredding down and it it depends because it's easy for you to shred down. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Super easy. But I, I think I stay within uh, striking distance. I never go too far. Okay. Like, yeah. If anything, the fattest I'll be is like twenty percent, and then I'll break it back down to about twelve, ten to twelve ish. So you know your body fat, all that stuff. Yeah, there's like these like little in body tests that are like on it and stuff. Okay. So I'll go there every now and again and just check. Like, man, I'm looking kind of. Do you obsess fluffy. about shit or no? Not anymore. But you used to. When I was younger, yeah. And th- these are just like little things that you go through, like little phases. Like, I got to eat like perfectly the right amount. And yeah. And it all, all of this comes down to your specific goals. I'm not a competitive bodybuilder or physique. Like, yeah. I'm not standing on stage. So I don't really need to look extremely peeled with like every definition and that. Like, I'm just training to be able to skate and yeah. do the things I love for longer and if i want to look a little bit more shredded all i do is just eat in the caloric deficit and like Mm. shred some of that cookie pouch off and that (laughs) ice cream pouch and yeah and i'll be back to normal you know yeah but um um that's like a big thing for everybody because people you know they either want to get really shredded or they want to get really big and it's like you gotta first acknowledge your goals like what are your goals you know um and why are these your goals yeah you know because some people just like you get like body dysmorphia sometimes Mm, it's true you know and if you're if you're not careful and you don't understand your goals and why it is that you're doing this stuff you know that's a it's a steep slope to fall down totally some people just doing it for the gram yeah and it's doing it for photos and is is that worth it at the end of the day you know yeah so I, I just want to always be in a position where I'm happy and I'm performing good. That's and you feel good. Yeah. All that feel yeah. good performance over anything else. It's like, I don't care what people think. Like I care what I think. Yes, man. 100%. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get, my thing was like getting stronger and actually getting, cause I got really skinny. I did like a crazy 17 day juice cleanse. And then I, I've been vegan since oh, the eighties. And I've been yeah. trying. I started reintroducing things to my body, and I realized gluten wasn't cutting it for me. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like eight months off of gluten, no fake meat, none of that shit. Nice, feel incredible. Hell yeah, super skinny and lean. But now I'm just trying to get definition. Yeah, I'm, I might ask you after the pod about maybe. I don't know if you know the vegan side of the protein stuff, but something I could. Why well, uh, I'd, I'd be interested to know if I'm. I don't know what I need or what I need. I don't know. Why well, know if you're um, doing 
all plant-based food and none of that fake meat and all that stuff. Um, your protein is basically a lot of lentils, quinoa, yes. um, beans, all that stuff, which is very high in carbs. Um, good carbs? Good carbs, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, you want to be a little bit more active with that stuff because it breaks yeah. down and you want to use it for energy. You want to use it to replenish the glycogen in your muscles after you work out and stuff. Um, I'm not completely certain with how to go about it on a vegan side of things. Yeah. But I know... There might be something for you to... I can start see learning. learning. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying, uh, it is something that I'm, I'm sure down a lot of followers or people that know you are. It'd be cool to have a, your perspective. For sure. On, yeah, on that. And I would think, well, like even like on my side of things, someone that you know isn't vegan. Um, basically, if you want to build muscle and stuff, you want to just eat in a caloric surplus. So that's eating more than you burn. What does that mean for the listeners? Caloric surplus. Like you want to eat more calories than you burn. So you want to eat more food that your body is actually going to use to burn. So then you actually put on more weight, put on more muscle. So you get kind of heavy, a little bit of fat first. And then once you get to a certain level when you're happy, let's say you're 170, you want to get to 180, 185, go up to like 190 or so. And then you, you do a shred and you shred down and then because you you've been it sounds eating, so easy to do a shred but <laughs> <laughs> well because you've been eating more than you burn you and you're working out you're lifting you you've you've been building and putting on lean muscle underneath that fat gotcha. so when you shred down and you come back down to like 180 your your goal your original goal weight then you'll be left with that lean muscle okay but you have to go through that process of like kind of building and getting fluffy first okay and then you got to shred it down okay but you have to make sure you have control you can't let it go out like too wildly know, out, you know <laughs> yeah my thing is like I've, I've never really had abs i was skinny as a kid mm-hmm. i can feel my abs even like when i'm training i just can't see them and i'm like it's not a goal to like have like a six-pack but it would be cool to have that if it comes with everything else i'm doing I'm not just going for that. Do you know what I'm saying? The cold plunge actually helps with that too. It helps burn that brown fat. Yeah. I heard you can burn. So this would, this would, I'm not going to quote a person, but 800 calories per 10 minutes in the cold plunge. No way. Wild. That's um, what I was told. So the hot and the cold, we can talk about that. The sauna and the cold plunge, that burns too, right? Do you, do you think you're really burning in the sauna? Um, that's legit. You're really burning actually fat in there? So the sauna from my knowledge, and of course we could go check Andrew out. Shout you out, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, check him out. But uh, <laughs> the sauna basically mimics um, exercise. So it's like a cardiovascular workout. So it's going to higher your heart rate, um, help produce nitric oxide. So your blood flow is going to be really nice in there. Mm. Um, and obviously, like if your heart rate's up and you're sweating a lot, you're obviously burning calories. Yeah. And when you burn calories, you have the potential to lose fat. Yeah. You know, or burn fat. So, um, yeah, I'm sure the sauna helps. And then going back fat. and forth into the plunge as well. Oh, so nice. I love that. I was doing it. So my boy hit me up. Shout out to Brolin, actually. I'm just going to name drop you, Brolin. But I was posting all these videos of me going in the a cold plunge. I did 13 minutes. Whoa. And, and Brolin texted me. was like, hey, man, I see what you're doing over there. He's like, I've done that before <laughs> to myself. I was like, you don't have to prove anything to yourself. Mm-hmm. I know you can do that, but that's not doing really any benefit for you. Like doing 13 minutes, like you should barely be in the cold plunge maybe. I, I could figure this out 15 minutes per week. I'm yeah, not sure. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But I was just pushing myself. But I love it. I can just sit in there, mm-hmm. the Wim Hof style, and just breathe. I could just chill in there. And it <laughs> scares me 
Maybe it's because of all the tattoos. I don't know what it is, but like, <laughs> I hate doctors. I hate pain, but I can just chill in my plunge, man. It scares me and just breathe and listen to music, man. It's, I love it, dude. It's very like uh, meditative, you yeah, know? Yeah, and I feel and, like elect- electrified. Yeah, I think uh, what I love so much about it is like the different stages. Like you get in and you're like, I need to get out. Like <laughs> yeah. my fingers are going to fall off. It's way too cold. And then after about 30 seconds to a minute, that le- that that thought leaves your mind Facts. and you like you get over that mountain and then you're chilling for about a minute I know, and then dude. it starts creeping back and then, and then you have to get over that mountain again i always aim to be in there for like maybe three to five minutes same. or so same um, and then back and forth yeah and then back and forth 15 to 20 three to five minutes in the cold yes and just back and forth boom 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 at least three times right i'll go two to three it yeah. depends on like if my son's young, so I might have to come in and yeah, watch yeah, him yeah. or something, you know, so it's a life changer. I never thought because I was rich roll had one. All my friends had him. I was reading about it, seeing it. Then when you actually have it, even Huberman says like the first 30 seconds, your brain saying, get out, get out. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, yeah. you know, and you make it past that. You're chilling, dude. And I, what's crazy is you get like acclimated to cold weather because I was just in Keystone, Colorado and it was freezing out there. And, um, I had like I, I taught like two hit classes with all like the Zoomies kids and stuff. And then I had to do a pano in front of a bunch of the people at Zoomies. And in, I had like an hour in between. And I was like, dude, like I've been seeing my friend uh, Hinman jump into the lake in Colorado all the time. I, I saw you did that on your grid. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is the only chance I got. I wonder to how cold jump. it was compared to a plunge. I mean, it was there was snow outside. There was, it was ice. Um, it was running water from the mountaintops. Beautiful. You know? I would do that too now thinking about it. Dude, I would never would have done you that. You would crush it. Cause like I went in and I think it was so cold that my body was automatically numb. So I didn't even get the initial shock of like, oh, God, this is cold. I was just like, I was in. And I just wow. climbed in and laid down. I was like chilling for almost about a minute. And I was like, all right, I think I've had enough. And then like I walked out. And then I like kind of started feeling like, you know, my, my skin was kind of like itchy, you know, oh, kind of yeah. like I was like, oh, shit, that was cold. <laughs> like, but that's when you're in the plunge. You could just do that. Yeah, yeah. Like I want to do the plunge. Yeah, I wasn't even shocked. I was just like, "Mah." Like Damn, mellow. that's amazing thinking about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going snowboarding soon. I'll be in the snow. So oh, you should is, do it. But it's like I want to do the polar bear club now too. I've seen. I know I like can do cut that the hole now. in the ice and you know, go. Those in. people that go swimming every year in New York. Yeah, yeah. Old people they all go in the ocean. Like, uh huh. No, like, you could do that. I now. feel like now, now cold showers are nothing to me. Mm-hmm. And it's so good for you, right? In the mm-hmm. morning, it's just like I don't know. You, if an electric eel, I feel like that's what they would feel like. I don't know. Just electricity. Have you There's been a high from it? Have you tried the morning? cold plunge yeah like just go in there before anything else no just, sauna no sauna just go Rogan's straight doing that yeah, yeah that, that one's hard i did it once it's, <laughs> it's brutal that dude. one's it's such tough a even though you can be in the sauna and be hot it can be 250 degrees in there it doesn't matter because once you go in the plunge i feel like i don't know it's i think there's a real difference of your mm-hmm. body being warm but i have a shower there so you have to go from my my sauna to rinse off in my cold shower into the plunge oh yeah smart very and even smart. that shower is brutal. <laughs> when it was raining here last week, I wouldn't go in the plunge. I would just do the sauna into the cold shower. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's it's the most craziest thing I've ever owned. Um, I sold my I gave my I sold my car like a year and a half ago. I got my son a car. I walk everywhere. I ride bikes everywhere. I jog everywhere. Perfect. And so this is like a big investment, but it's in my health, and it's like 
it is adding years on my life and I just feel Definitely. so amazing by having that. Well, it also helps with uh, your immune system too, mm. you know? So it helps you from getting sick and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I think when I, I was sick a couple months ago and I, every time I have an issue, I text Huberman, sorry Huberman, and I say, can I do this? <laughs> like he's a real, like he's my, like he's my personal doctor. And he's like, you can do the sauna, but you can't do the cold plunge. Mm-hmm. And so I was just doing the sauna the whole time. And I did the plunge for like 10 days and it started raining. So I was off that for a minute. But yeah, like I want, I want to be smart. About, I'm, I'm not trying to kill myself in there, but I do. I do love it. You know what I mean? It's like. It's life so changing. so important, man. Yeah, man. But I want to see about you coming up with a vegan program for people. I think that so many people, you'd probably be shocked at the people that follow you or would you be like, oh my God, yes. Do you know I, what I mean? I think after this podcast i'll start educating <laughs> myself you know well you just you gave me another challenge i know because i you, love challenges Yeah, because it seems like you yeah you do all of it yeah i uh, think it'd be awesome it's the only thing that i i'm not very knowledgeable on right now you know yeah like i have obviously and again I'm i sure don't know everything friends, maybe i don't know yeah. maybe not well i i do have vegan <laughs> okay. friends i mean you know yeah and they can just they can just swap out what you're eating for fake shit or whatever they're doing you know we can always substitute different things definitely but i I like how you do it because i used to do a lot of a a few plant-based days a week and i would um do it exactly how you're doing it and then i noticed that i had to eat too much um Mm. too many beans like (laughs) (laughs) too many too many cans of beans (laughs) like too many cups of quinoa and uh lentils like lentil soup was like a big one i love lentil soup lentil soup is so fire i have it all the time so good it's good Um, for you and what was cool is like i would dig into other cultures um like ethiopian cultures and stuff and make like the ethiopian lentils and the indian yeah and that's always the best is just changing things up and the flavor profile and it makes something like interesting instead of eating the same old stuff every I day. I know. Tofu is always good. Tempeh. Mm-hmm. It is tricky when you are vegan and gluten free just trying to stay away oh, from yeah. all that because I was going hard in that the processed stuff which anything processed is not really good for you and everything's moderation. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate those products being out there for vegans and people trying to get off meat but for me personally it's just it's too much and like a mm-hmm. lot of salt and stuff but yeah, just going back to like the bare minimum uh, roots of when I became vegan in the 80s when I had to just eat like falafel and beans and shit like that before so there was yeah. a Boca burger or like a vegan tofu dog. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, just I'm, I'm strictly vegetables, nuts, just everything I can eat, try to get protein. I take my, my supplements, I take my athletic greens. Um, yeah, I try to be smart about it. But it's in, I'm only two weeks in. Definitely feel stronger. Definitely seeing a different change in my body. But I still got five more weeks to go before I go on tour. Okay. I'm curious to see what I can do at 52 with what I'm eating and with, with, with I'm not eating. You know what I'm saying? When you go on tour, are you going to take your kettlebell with you? <laughs> <laughs> I might. I might do that. I might. I don't know. It's you kinda, should. I know. You should bring it. I'm definitely bringing a jump rope. Yeah. TRX, my, my bass player, he's a personal trainer. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And he, he brought the, the TRX before we, we like outside the venue doing all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. you know like just really trying to stay in it you know was it action bronson he always has bro his, his, workouts, his clubs and his kettlebells dude, with he's him. so inspiring man yeah, like, all man. the weight he lost and everything he's doing crushing all the, all the videos he shows him himself in the gym and all that mm-hmm. have you met him before i've never met him it's he's so his transformation and like his dedication and it's, it's like, so inspiring i know dude Shout out to Action Bronson. That that was crazy watching that through the pandemic. There was these videos of him training and doing all these different things and cooking and like... I remember a clip. They were like 
stuck in traffic and him and the boys are out just like crushing the workout outside the car just as they're oh, waiting really? yeah, for traffic to go through yeah it was, it was sick wow are you are you educating yourself all the time on fitness and health yeah. and stuff yeah yeah mm-hmm. all, all the time like like i said i want to know as much as i can not only for me but for now i have like a a huge team that I coach. So yeah. I also want to know and be there for them as well. So the more that I know, the more educated that I am, the better I can serve them, you know? Yeah. Are you seeing more skateboarders now? Oh, really I, into the health and all that stuff. Yeah. And I have a bunch of skateboarders on my program okay. as well. Um, yeah. And other professional skateboarders, like whenever they're in Texas, they usually call me and then come over to my house. Cause I have the same setup. I have the, <laughs> the Sisu sauna, the cold plunge, like I have the whole setup there. So people come by, I'm like, yeah, just come by, call me up. Yeah. Even if I'm not there, you could use it. Like you could turn it on and get in there and just, you know, like that's awesome. Yeah. Recover. You know yeah, what I mean? Having friends come over to try and check it out. Cause they see me post. Let me try. Let me check it out. Do you know Jessica Alexander? No. Nike SB strength and strength and conditioning coach. She does it. She works out of uh, undefeated gym. Um, Maybe through Instagram. She was on the pod. Yeah. She works for Nike SB and she, she helps all the skateboarders and stuff out of the undefeated gym. Yeah, I know. Strength there's, and conditioning stuff. There's one lady that trains um, a lot of the skateboarders. I follow her on Instagram. I don't really know her name. I think it's her. her. Yeah. I think it's her. Because I told her I was having <laughs> yours. I was like, oh, shit, that's what's awesome. Hell, yeah. It, it's most likely her. Anyway, I had her on the podcast, too. It was awesome. She broke down all that stuff, too. Because there wasn't really nothing like that for skateboarders back then. Yeah. Skateboarders getting hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody was thinking about that. And, and I consider... At this point, the Olympics and everything, skateboarders are athletes. Oh, exactly. It's and I mean, we're we're fighting the concrete and yeah. metal handrails and yeah. stuff. You know, it, it's it's almost worse than running into a person. But I mean, obviously, they're, it's all equal and yeah. it's all damage to your body and it's all impact. Um, so it's like it is smart for a skater to kind of train and, you know, try to avoid injuries and yeah. keep things strong because – you know, we work one sided all the time unless we skate a lot of switch and then it's like a lot of damage to our joints, a lot of damage to our muscles. And there's ways to prevent that stuff. And there's ways to keep all your body going for many more years. Yeah. And you felt a major difference being sober and everything coming back into skateboarding sober. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm the happiest I've ever been, you know, and things are cool things just started falling into place and you know now i do so much stuff you know and it's like i always have saturday and sunday are like my main days to film and skate okay and then during the week i'll I'll skate maybe twice or something at like a skate park and kind of work on a trick everything's more like it's like i i train at a skate park for a certain trick that I want to film on the weekend. Like it's more got you. Like I have to think about it a little bit more cause I can't really just kind of go outside and like, I have a lot of responsibilities. I can't yeah. just like go outside all day and like, <laughs> like you used to do. Yeah. And just hope something happens. It's like, I have a couple restaurants. I have this, I have that. I have my spice company. It's like, I have to kind of, I have to be re- very efficient wow, with my time, you know? Yeah. Where are your restaurants at? I have one in Austin, and then I just opened one up in Houston. Awesome, man. Um, and then I'm opening one up in Chicago in a week from now. Wow, man. That's yeah. amazing. So I'm just like... What's it called? NADC Burger. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. NADC Burger. It's cool spot. Partnered up with my friend, uh, Philip Franklin Lee. He okay. um, is a Michelin star chef. 
and he owns like uh wow that's huge uh sushi by scratch okay he has like i think like six or seven of them eight i don't know they're all over the place but that's they're cool it's amazing like omakase you sit down 17 different like bites of sushi that are just like amazing wow yeah that's so, awesome so he's your partner he's my partner um and then we also partner up with my friend matt that owns um a couple bars around town so mm-hmm. we put the burger spots in his bars nice so it's kind of like a you go come get a burger get a beer or whatever you want to drink a mocktail for me a topo chico and, <laughs> and you just hang out you know and yeah. it's like a good vibe there's good music live music and stuff and yeah we have one in Austin, Houston, and now Chicago coming up next. That's awesome. Back to your roots. Back to the roots. Yeah, man. Are you a big music head too? Someone asked me this the other day, <laughs> and I love music, but I'm like the type of person throughout my whole life, I can't like recite a lyric to you. Really? Because like music to me, when it comes into my ear, it's just like sound. And it's ah. like either I like the sound or I don't like the that's sound. Interesting. Yeah, and it's it's really weird. Like that's how it's been all my life. Like I wow. cannot recite a lyric to you. It's just like I like that song. I'm not really feeling that song. Even if you heard the song a bunch of times? Yeah. You have no favorite band or artist or a rapper or anything? I mean not necessarily. That's crazy. <laughs> there's it's like kind of cool though. Yeah, there's like some that I really like and some that I like sometimes listen to. Yeah, um, and I and my taste kind of changes, but I still like like all the OG stuff that I used to listen to. But I listen to like everything from you know punk, metal, you know some death metal. Like um, I listen to some EDM and some some techno and it's just like and classics old school stuff lowrider nice. stuff like it's just but like you can't name one song i could probably name a song <laughs> <laughs> i can't and like hip-hop too uh, uh hip-hop too yeah. yeah 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 i listen to hip-hop too um that's crazy just sound it's not lyrics it's not flow it's not it's choruses like, it's not it's like a sound wow, for me man. man it's weird like i swear and it's been like that so you all never bought my vinyl life. or cds or stuff like that I bought some CDs when I was younger, okay. but I think I only bought like three CDs my whole life. Wow. Yeah. I listen to the radio. Listen to the radio. Um, That's pretty interesting. Then like I, what about, iPods what about, came out. iPods. What about music for like your skate parts? Do you pick the music? I mean, I'll have like songs <laughs> that I like the sound of <laughs> and I'll like That's save crazy. them in my Spotify and then wow. I'll send them to like Andrew to like if he wants to use it for my part or not. And then he'll like send me a song and be like, yo, I really like this song and, or a couple songs. And I'll just kind of choose one from that. That is in a wild, way. man. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so he never played instruments. Obviously never. Yeah. No. What about concerts? You go been to concerts before? I'm I sure. I think I've been to two. Wait a second, bro. <laughs> Wait a second. You've seen two live concerts two, your whole yeah, life. You're 37. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Do you know what the concerts were? Um, I went to, I don't know, the first concert, I don't know who it was. It was back in the day. Yeah. Um, was it like a, like a rock concert or like a, a... I think it was like a rock concert. The second concert was um, Sue George. He did like okay. the Life Aquatic soundtrack okay. where it was like a bunch of David Bowie songs. That's sick. That were like remade. Okay. So that was really cool. And that was at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, yeah. So I remember that. Yeah, it was like really nice. Good night. And then 
I don't think I've been to another one. Damn, that's pretty crazy. Oh, cool. I, I, I was at a Wu-Tang concert. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I was at a Wu-Tang concert. The recent was, one, this tour that came through? Yeah, it was in um, what, Red Rock. Wu-Tang, Nas, Colorado. and Biggie. I mean, Wu-Tang, Nas, and Buster? I think it was... This past summer? It might have been this past summer. It was. It, it was. It was. It was at the Red Rock. Yeah, there had to be Colorado. this tour. I just saw it in L.A. It was incredible. Yeah, it was. It was dope though. Yeah, but okay. but they had the um, they had the um whatever the 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 chamber movie playing in the background, yeah, it, so it was it. going with yeah, the it. movie. It yeah. was super dope. That's it. We saw the same one. That was incredible, man. It's like yeah. the Hollywood Bowl. Okay, sick. If you only seen three, and one of them is Wu Tang, you're good to go. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So music's not. That's it. You're probably one of my first guests ever that really doesn't fuck with music like that. It's cool. It's interesting, especially being a skateboarder, too. I know. It comes hand in hand so much. It's just very strange. I mean, I just spent a lot of my time out on the street skating. Yeah. And like I I told you earlier in this podcast, like, I was kind of, I've been distant from the real real world for a long time. Yeah. And then I just kind of came to. Well, welcome. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to the world. Like you're not even skiing with headphones on or nothing. Um, I would. Yeah, just when, when like I, yeah, yeah. iPods came out and stuff, you know, just iPods like my favorite s- favorite music sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. It'd be cool to like have a curated playlist from you. <laughs> oh like, yeah, like yeah. your Spotify list. What it would be? What it's what the sounds would and, be? And it all depends. So like, I have like my chill mix, which is like my calm down mix. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay, so I'm. I'm I'm always trying to educate myself. Yeah, you know? it seems like it for sure. So I'm always listening to podcasts in my car, even if I'm gonna go skate like a twelve stair or something. On the way, I'll be listening to like a conversation, like what me and you are having right yeah, now. Yeah, no music to get you pumped up. Or nothing. Yeah, I'm yeah. just listening to this, and then I like get out my car and. Skate. I love it though. Yeah, um, and that's then, cool. <laughs> yeah, so I have a chill mix to calm me down as I'm driving home if I'm not listening to a podcast, and then yeah, I have like my workout. Um, mix which is just all like techno and edm it's just like a bunch of beats so there's no yeah yeah you know there's no there's no singing or anything it's just that and then there's like other songs that hype me up that i'll listen to sometimes too that are like classics and stuff wow man yeah it's It's pretty amazing jacked (laughs) so uh, what's like what's like your daily rituals you the coffee guy in the morning what's your what's your what do you i'll wake up i drink like maybe 20 right now sorry yeah I got like 20 ounces of water when okay. I wake up usually. Um, I put salt in there. No lemon? No lemon, just salt yeah, and water. Yeah, lemon. Yeah, salt and water, okay. I just kind of down that right away. Why salt? Just help hydrate the body. Okay. So I'll, I'll have that right away as my coffee's brewing. I'm not like a crazy coffee dude. I, I like just an old school diner coffee setup, you know, <laughs> drip setup. So I okay. do that. Coffee, a lot of heavy cream in there. Okay. Um, for fat and calories so I, I just put a bunch of that in there um and then i usually have a couple pieces of fruit some kefir and either i'll What's have kefir kefir is like it's like a yogurt kind of okay. um milk yogurt kind of okay. dairy thing so it has a lot of protein in there so i'll have that or i'll have some eggs but it depends if i'm gonna train in the morning i probably won't eat I won't eat heavy, so I won't eat eggs. I'll save those for the end, and I'll probably have those raw. Um, wow, okay, like Rocky style. Yeah, I'll just put them in my my shake, my protein okay. shake or something. Um, they just go down easier than cooking them sometimes. I'm mm-hmm. just like, well, just get my eggs in. <laughs> like, wow. Just keep moving. Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, I'll either train in the morning or if I'm going to skate that day, I'll just eat a bigger breakfast. That's going to last me till like lunch or before dinner. Yeah. And then I'll just go skate. And you burn all off. Skating pretty much. <laughs> exactly. But throughout the day, I'll eat fruit, drink like cherry juice and stuff because the fruit actually helps um, replenish the glycogen in your muscles. Cherry juice? Never even heard of that. Yeah, cherry juice. Um, Just it's pure a, cherry juice? Well, cherry juice is an antioxidant, which okay. brings down like the oxidative stress. So um, after you skate or you work out or something like that, your body is like... Um, wow. Yeah, there's like a lot of oxidative stress in your muscles. So when you drink cherry juice, it's antioxidant and it actually helps flush that out, which um, helps you feel less sore sooner. Interesting. Yeah. So I do that a lot. I eat a lot of fruit throughout the day because fruit breaks down in your um, your liver for readily available energy. So what it's kind like of fruit? Oh, just everything. Bananas, um, dates. Those are my favorites. Dates are great. Yeah. Um, oranges, those little cuties. I eat those a lot. They're just easy to bring with you. You can put yeah. them in your pocket or whatever. If you have cargoes on, I'll just fill those up with some oranges. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. What about, I have like, I get fresh blueberries and I freeze them. I have those at snacks at night. That's good too? Oh, that's bomb. Okay. Yeah. Um, blueberries are good for you. Blueberries aren't like super high in carbs. So they're actually like a good snack at night and a good alternative to eating like what normal people fall into as snacks like cookies milk and yeah, exactly. you know all that stuff so blueberries are great okay yeah so they antioxidants too right mm-hmm. antioxidant yeah help you feel better in the morning that's interesting like you know like what helps what and the muscles and all that you know what i mean yeah and that all came with all this learning and i'm steady learning but right now it's like fruit is the one that's the driver and what's funny is back in the day Instead of eating fruit, I would eat like French fries and yeah. a chicken sandwich. And I'm like, why do I feel so sluggish and slow while I skate? And it was because I'm eating the wrong stuff. I'm eating high glycemic food that's shooting my blood sugar up and then crashing me down, which is making me feel like a pile of shit and yeah. slow. Um, whereas like if I were to just eat an apple, two apples and two bananas, whatever, like I would be fine. I'd be energized throughout the day. So these are things that I'm learning and that I'm sharing with other people and yeah, sharing yeah. on my social media to like kind of educate skaters. Cause I was never, you, me and you were never taught any no. of this stuff growing up never, in skating. Man. Yeah. And so is there a lot of shit, but that's just natural sugar in the fruit. That's fine. That's natural sugar. And if you're going to be active, that sugar is going to be put towards energy and your energy stores. So you're going to burn through that and you're going to use that. Whereas like if you, if it's 9 PM at night and you get a big old bowl of fucking fruit and bananas and this, that, and the other, yeah. now that, that sugar is actually going to turn into like the bad sugar mm. and actually like help, like make you fat and, you know, build fat and this, that, and the other. So you want to eat fruit and sugary stuff like that, like natural sugar, throughout the day when you're the most active okay once you start calming down like chill out on that instead what you'll eat is like sweet potatoes potatoes like starchy carbs rice yeah quinoa like that's like the kind of stuff you want to eat later on because that stuff actually goes into your muscles and helps you feel less sore sooner okay that's really good. yeah that's some nighttime stuff i have too that's interesting yeah what about celery does that help burn fat i know people drink celery juice all the time you hear anything about that i don't know 
celery i feel like it's like very like water based it is you know what i mean yeah yeah it is but i heard it also like flushy i don't know maybe the fiber in it and stuff i I don't know i wouldn't do you study vegetables too or no not so much okay no I, I'm mostly like a fruit dude, you know, like yeah. I, I eat, <laughs> fruit is funny, what about nuts? <laughs> but I eat a lot of fruit. You and know? what about nuts too? A lot of proteins and nuts and fats. I, I eat some nuts, not, not too much though. Yeah. Um, they're also very high in calories as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's good for like, if you're not eating a lot of food, like nuts are great. Cause it's like very high in calories, high in protein, high in fat, you know? Yeah. And how about avocado? Yeah. I love avocado. So good, right? That's yeah. like a good natural fat. Mm-hmm. Good natural fat, um, a good oil to use too to avoid like the processed seed oils and stuff. Yeah, you know, you're um, like a nutritionist too. <laughs> I mean, I I just <laughs> learn from people that are like really educated in it. No, you know? I know, and I just soak it in. But I can see you becoming that too. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's the next. The yeah, next what's goal. next for you? Like, what is like? What else you want to accomplish? You're doing everything, man. Well, next. Is I'm gonna figure out this vegan side of things. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna learn all that, and then, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just like want to dial in nutrition. Yeah. Obviously, keep learning more about fitness, about the body, about like training like an athlete and stuff, and just as much as I could soak in. Um, I want to finish my video parts, keep skating. Yeah. Watch my son grow up to be big and strong, and it's help amazing. him out. You know, and. I just want to keep. I want to. I want. I want to try to inspire and motivate as many are, people as I can, that, and yeah. just you know keep it going. Like there's no end to it. Like yeah, only you can end it, and I'm not gonna end it anytime soon. I want to just keep going. Same man. I want to keep going too, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just gonna take care of yourself. Your mind, body, and soul. It's super important. Exactly. Do you want to have more kids? Uh, at the moment, it's like I just had one. Yeah. He's seven years. He's soon. seven months old. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe in like a year or two when he's a little bit older. Yeah. You know, see. if it comes to it, you know. And you um, love in Texas. Yeah, I love Texas. Okay, it's great. It's, it's so, so awesome. crazy. Chicago to Cali to Texas. It's like. Yeah, it's great. It. What's cool is I live in like a smaller city, so it's like you could get everywhere and anywhere in okay. like ten minutes. Um, I have a lot of, I have a nice size like lot of land nice so like you know i have my sauna and my ice bath in there and stuff so it's like cool it's like very different from where i used to live in la yeah i live like <laughs> a couple blocks away a couple blocks away but i was in like a this like duplex with like a small little backyard where everyone parked in the garages so i would yeah. pull my kettlebells and stuff out and then someone would pull out and i would have to move them all yeah this that and the other and now it's just like i have full freedom and you own your place where you're at yeah i own my place yeah, where i'm at and um you got land yeah i got land the mo- my money went like further you know totally so it was cool um so yeah i mean i'm i'm super stoked and then my wife's family lives in that same Perfect, city man yeah so they come over they hang out we host parties That's and important, stuff man. and she could work from home too and just she she's a a baker so awesome. she makes a bunch of like cool little cookies i'll have to send you some okay cool but she's a uh, little sparks jess little sparks little Sp- jess okay yeah little sparks cookies and okay. she makes just a bunch of different kind of sugar cookies and they're f- fucking amazing it's awesome and um so she could she works with a lot of studios out here in LA. So she just sends them from home over there. You yeah. Know? So it's cool. And it's cool that you're traveling that she has like 
family back then too, holding her down too. It's nice. You're not just by yourself, you know? Yeah. And it, important. it definitely helps with having a son too, yeah. you know, and me not being away. I'm over here opening a restaurant. I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm skating over here, you know, and it's cool to know that family's there to keep her company and, you know, keep my son company as well. You know, it's so crazy. Like just changing like your habits, like going sober from everything, how your life, where your life is now. It's incredible, dude. Dude, I know it was just focused you know, on everything, man. And I'm sure for you, it it was the best decision of my life. You know, yeah. like back in the day, like I would have never thought of going on this journey or like I wouldn't even see myself sitting here with you or anything. <laughs> and because I made that decision about eight years ago, it's amazing, man. Everything has changed. You know, <laughs> the whole world opened up to so many different things, man. Whole world is opened up, and I feel the best I've ever felt. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm like stoked. I'm, I wake <laughs> up in the morning. I'm like, ah, it's here high we on go. life, man. Yeah, you know, I'm high on life. It's it, awesome. It's dude. been great, man. Do you have any any major regrets in your life? I mean, of course, I've done some really stupid shit when I was young and I was a partier. Yeah, um, but at the end of the day. I'm glad I went through all of that and yeah. I and I crawled out alive. Totally. You know? um, I've known so many people that didn't get out of it. Yeah. And they're still in it to this day or some shit happened. Um, and, you know, it, you, that kind of life can either make or break you, really. Yeah. And if you get out of it, you know, having all those memories from back in the day, it, it can really remind you of, you know, like where you've come from and how hard you've, you know, it, it, yeah, for sure. You know, how hard struggles, everything. Yeah, exactly. And having that, that past actually motivates me today to, you know, keep it up and keep pushing, you know, coming from that, you know, that's true. And I mean, I don't regret any of it. It kind of just all had to happen for me to be who I am today. Yeah. I love that. And you seem like a optimist. Yeah, for sure. Always positive person. You've <laughs> yeah. always been like that. I mean, I I think you manifest your own reality. Yeah. If you are grumpy and pissed off all day, like guess what's going to come your way? Like <laughs> yeah. more grumpy and pissed off things, you know? It's true. But if you focus on things could always be worse, you know? Really? And if you focus on the stuff that you're happy about and that you love throughout the day like your day is going to be so much better even yeah. if you're having a shitty day you'll be like oh you know what actually this coffee tastes great <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you're happy you yeah. know and it's just have you always been like that throughout your life pretty positive i'm sure i've gone through dark times yeah for sure you know but i mean once i started to realize that i manifest my own reality i i switched things around you know and yeah there's some days i wake up and i just feel like shit and i'm pissed off and whatever but then like i come back too you know i just you know go into my gym and i fucking don't want to work out but i know i have to and after i'm done working out then i'm boosted with all these endorphins or i go in my ice bath yeah i'm realizing (laughs) that now the endorphins yeah before the endorphins and the training like getting winded and then jump rope and then how I feel after that. And then, yeah, dude, it's an amazing feeling, man. It's a totally different high I never had before. Dude, you like put yourself through like shitty things, things you don't want to do and you fight through it. And the whole time you're pissed, but then after you're done getting through it, 
you're actually super happy and like nothing else can kind of challenge you throughout the day. Everything else is easy when you like go through a hard, um, you know, just destructive workout or like a, a yeah, a cold ass ice bath <laughs> and, and, a, and like a 250. I, I'm not even up there yet. I'm 200. Okay. Is yours infrared or regular one? Oh, uh, it's regular dry. Yeah, me too with the rocks and the water. Oh Death. my God. Dude. 250 sounds horrible. <sighs> you ever go in there when it's raining and like the water keeps dripping on the little thing? I didn't, I didn't do it in the rain this time. I was oh, it's up. so rough. Really? Because it's like steamy and humid at the same time mm. and 200 degrees. It's You ever done the plunge in the rain? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm but I, I, I've never done the plunge when I'm sick, though. Just like... Yeah, I ain't doing that shit either. Yeah. Um. Do you, what about social media? Are you answering your DMs? Are you checking? Are you doing comments? Do you spend a lot of time on there? Yeah, I usually make a post and then answer as many people as I can before I get off of it. Um, I do not like to spend time on social media. Yeah. Um, I just like to kind of put stuff out there, you know. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Um, I think it's so I think social media is like a gift and a curse. You Great. know, it's like it's cool to put stuff out there and keep people updated with what you're doing and what's happening. And then. It also can be a curse, like if you're in there, like soaking in a bunch of negativity totally and like fighting dude. with people and this, that, and the other. It's like I, I'm not, I'm not an in- internet warrior. I'm not a keyboard warrior. I don't care. Like yeah. you don't know me. Like we, I don't know you. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna argue with people you. People think they do just because yeah. they post. They think they, yeah. It's like you can argue with whoever you want in the comments, but I'm not gonna argue with you. Like I'll just give you a thumbs up if I want to even respond, and that's that. You know? What about people asking for advice in your DMs? Oh, yeah. People asking for advice. That's all positive to totally. me. So I, I'll help. But the thing is, is like <laughs> I, I'm i such a caring person with that stuff that like if someone's like, dude, I really want to lose weight or I really want to build muscle. Like, what do I do? And my wife yells at me all the time for this. But I'll like open that message and like give them like 10 paragraphs just like all the information and like she's like what are you doing <laughs> like yeah. quit doing that because like that's because you're passionate about yeah, you help people and, i understand and when it's like someone that like comes at me on like a positive angle and yeah. just wants to learn and is you know i, I want to help them totally. you know and sometimes i just have to stay away from my dms like I, i'll look in them sometimes and like answer a few people but I'll have to wait to a certain part of the day because to if, get to it. Yeah. If I do that in the morning, it's like my it's whole day's messed up. I you agree. Know? I'm trying to work on that moving this year. Like I get lots of DMs. Of people ask me advice about different things, even my diet or just people going through stuff or my mm-hmm. music might've helped them. And I'm trying to respond to every single person. But sometimes you can get into a long conversation with somebody like I'm saying and try to help people. Yeah. You could take up most of your day, which I have no problem doing, but I got to learn to set that aside and do that when I really have time. Because I do get passionate too, and I want to talk to people as well, you know. Yeah, you're a caring person. But we're not. But we're not therapists either. And we're not yeah. psychologists, and we don't have all the answers as well. And we're also normal human beings <laughs> yeah. that are extremely busy. Yeah. With like uh, all going, these things yeah. going on, you know, and then also taking care of yourself too. It's like you and still, our family. Yeah. Yeah. You need that hour twenty minutes to go back and forth in your sauna and your I ice know, bath. I know. <laughs> like it's like, but you. But yeah, I understand. We do want to. I we have do so many similarities with in that sense. You want to like talk to people and help people and try to answer the questions for them and stuff. And that is the beautiful thing of social media, connecting mm-hmm. people and helping people. But then sometimes you get caught up in like a negative comment or something stupid that yeah. has I, nothing really to do with your life. I literally try to just stay away from that stuff. There's like a certain amount of time I feel where most of the comments are like 
friends and like yeah like people that want to learn stuff or something that you post and then yeah. there's like a certain amount of time after that yeah where like it's just people that are playing around and just want to get like a little a little jump out of you but it's like dude i'm fucking 37 with a son like get out of here <laughs> like, it's so true like i don't like, have time, time for this so shit yeah, you know just time in this earth man like i'm not a kid i'm not trying to fight with someone over the keyboard and hope <laughs> these people moving forward in their lives when they get responsibilities or wives or families that they realize that life on this planet we're here temporarily that life is precious on this yeah earth you to might spend as- time talking shit all day to people and all that i, I don't I, it's, it's so baffling to me to see people wasting time doing that to I, strangers i think a lot of it's just a game just to get like jumps out of people or attention to be, attention yeah. and it or likes someone yeah. like my comment or whatever and it's like whatever if that's your thing that's your thing but there's so much more you could be doing for yourself (laughs) in the world in the the world yeah yeah there's like so much more you could be doing than you know playing around on the phone you know well you're doing a lot and i appreciate you being here and this is awesome and i'm glad it happened and you're super inspiring i'm stoked to see you up to next and yeah it's just great i can't wait to like See what you come up with next, what you're working on. I'm excited to get my vegan training program on you. Yeah, I got to um, get you, dude. Hell yeah. I want to skate with you, too. There's uh, yeah. Liquid Death have a mini rep in Venice. I'm trying to bring some people there soon, too. It's awesome. I'll be down to do that. I'm uh, trying to get a mini rep in my yard. That'd be this sick. This year is my goal. I'm, I'm down to come out. Like yeah. I come out all the time. I know. So we can meet up and So do thank this. you, Ryan Kingman, for connecting us a couple years ago. Yeah, And Kingman. we follow each other on social media. Punks and Poets, which you wanted them. Yep. I love Stance. Stance. And Stance. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, thank we, we you. Sure covered, I'm going to check my notes. Make sure we covered your whole life. This is your life. <laughs> uh, people are going to be stoked. Though. I'm really stoked on this. Dude, um, hell yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked that we uh, finally got to meet up and do this. Yeah, um, in real life, just having a conversation. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, you got a lot of shit going on. We covered all this, though. <laughs> and we, and we, you, you, you think notes? your burger joint, we have an uh, exclusive uh, Toby Morris vegan burger? So at the moment... <laughs> At the moment, we only do one thing. Oh, one burger. We okay. do a burger, and it's uh, because my uh, partner is a Michelin star chef. It's it's completely made that every bite makes sense, and oh, it's yeah, like, it's like the yeah. perfect burger. Okay, in our mind, that's sick. So though. we also we give a vegetarian option, sick. which we haven't made it to the vegan option yet. But, um, you know, there is a possibility That's that cool. we do make a vegan option. Yeah, there's options everywhere now. It, it, no. mm-hmm. It's cool. You can but hang it, out. You're meeting your friends and your vegan friends and go to a place and eat together, which I think is beautiful because not all my friends are vegan. And to go to spots where each person can have something, it's cool. I and like something that. delicious as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think with my friend's background, I'm sure he can make something really delicious that's yeah. vegan. I'm excited to see you all the stuff. You can become a chef, a fucking nutritionist, everything else, man, a supermodel, everything else you got going on. Thanks, um, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, well, thank you for being here and thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, man. Thanks for having awesome. me. All right, brother. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now and I can't stop. I've had laser treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out. Swiped the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details of anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, 
I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo off in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to Removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 removal treatments done, 100 locations, U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology, cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out. Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch, and anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam.